0: Hello and welcome to the Breckenridge podcast. I'm Matt Biscone, a portfolio manager here at Breckenridge, and this month I'm joined by fellow portfolio manager Eric Haas. This month we're going to discuss the legal challenge to some of the state of Illinois' general obligation debt, take a closer look at the composition of and impact of the strong mutual fund inflows this year, and lastly, we'll review how the dramatic fall in yields has impacted municipal bond performance for the month and year to date.
1: So let's start with the Illinois lawsuit. Can you give us some background on the lawsuit, Matt? So on
0: July 1st, uh, the Illinois Policy Institute, which is a think tank, and Warlander Asset Management, a hedge fund, filed a petition challenging the constitutionality of two series of Illinois general obligation bonds, an issuance from 2003 and from 2017. So why did they focus in on those two series? So the lawsuit is challenging that whether the use of proceeds in the, both of those issues was being used for a specific purpose. The 2003 series was issued to help fund the pension system, while the 2017 issuance was used to pay a backlog of unpaid bills. In their eyes, or in the lies of the lawsuit, those didn't qualify as specific purposes which you generally view for municipal bond proceeds. What's interesting about this is that the suit was filed by an outside party and not the state or some type of oversight board or watchdog group, which is different from what's happening in Puerto Rico's case. So what was the ultimate outcome of this lawsuit? So not surprisingly, it was rejected. Most observers had expected this outcome, and the judge did note that the specific purposes were defined in the authorizing acts. Really what it seems like is the lawsuit didn't like that it was used for pensions and unpaid bills is really what they were getting after. And so after widening out in the weeks following the lawsuit, spreads began to tighten again in August uh, and continued to improve after the ruling. So ultimately,
1: no major impact.
0: Yes and no. Um, No impacts on the spreads after the round trip. So from a total return perspective, you're probably right back to where you started with Illinois. But it has increased the scrutiny around Illinois, and everyone is now more aware of the state's structural deficit and underfunded pensions. And just a few years ago, the thought of someone challenging the legality of a state deal would have been
1: unthinkable.
0: Uh, So certainly new norms in the muni market.
1: And with that comment, I mean, thinking about the greater volatility that we've seen in spreads, particularly in the state of Illinois, due to the kind of increased headline risk for a lawsuit, investors are still finding tax-exempt municipals pretty attractive out there. So we've seen uh, 35 straight weeks of positive fund flows, and that's been around $64 billion of flows into mutual funds. So on a more granular level, what do those flows look like? So if you take a look at the breakdown, and this is, you know, we're
0: highlighting mutual fund flows, not from separately managed portfolios, and they break them into three different categories, long-term funds, intermediate, and Uh, high-yield. Long-term funds this year have seen about $40 billion worth of inflows, intermediate funds 20, uh, and high-yield $14 billion worth of inflows and as yields have continued to drop and the quest for returns have continued, uh, the demand for mutual funds with longer durations has increased as evidenced by those flows. And over the year, about 62% of the total fund flows are going into this space. And for calendar years with positive total return flows since 2011, on average, this number has been closer to 42%, so certainly a market increase this year. Uh, and at first glance, you'd say the flows would have had an outsized impact on long-term funds given that magnitude, uh, but the size of the funds in that universe is much larger, currently estimated at around
1: $475 billion. And that high-yield fund flow number you mentioned earlier, that's pretty large.
0: It really is. I mean, you look at it and you say, well, it's only $14 billion versus the other. But the universe's high-yield funds is much smaller at just $121 billion. And the depth of the investable names in that space is also much smaller than what's available in either the intermediate or long-term market. So the flows have had a more noticeable impact on spreads and performance in that space. The $14 billion in high-yield fund flows is around double the average annual flow amount seen in those years. Uh,
1: that have had positive flows since 2011. So that increase is much more impactful based on the size of the overall market, but it should be noted that the data only represents mutual fund flows, and a larger portion of the investment-grade municipal market is accessed through separately managed accounts.
0: So the last point we were going to talk about this month uh, was regarding regard to returns. Um, interest rates fell sharply in August, fueling another strong month of returns for municipal bonds, and we thought we'd walk you through some of the breakdown of those returns.
1: Right. So we had another positive and strong month of performance. So if you look at the broad municipal index, it's up around 1.6% uh, on the month. And that's the 10th straight month of positive returns. And, and when you look back even further, uh, out of the last 16 months, 14 have been positive, uh, excluding September and October of last year, um, post-Fed hike. If you look at the markets overall, so Treasury markets, uh, yields ended lower over the month by around 20 to 55 basis points. And that depends on the maturity of the bond you're looking at. Just as a reference point, the, the five-year was de- was lower by 44 basis points and the 10-year by 52 basis points. Uh, in typical fashion, munis did lag a little bit. They did end lower, but only by between 8 and 40 basis points, depending on your maturity. And as a similar kind of sp- position on the curve, the five-year was lower by around 16 basis points, and the 10-year was lower by 27 basis points. So in the world of, of you know, decreasing yields, what worked on a performance side? Naturally, longer duration outperformed. If you're looking at total returns for the muni universe, it ranged from around 14 basis points to 2.5%. Uh, and the five-year part of the curve uh, was up 57 basis points for the month. And year to date, that brings it up to around 5.25%. And on the other side, and you look at the quality side of it, uh, lower credit quality did continue to, to outperform higher credit quality. So if you think about it this way, over, over the course of the month, you picked up around 50 basis points in total return to be in b rated assets versus AAA. And if you extrapolate that out on the year, triple uh, Bs have been up ni- are up nine point seven three percent, and triple A's are only up six point nine one percent, which is a staggering difference.
0: Yeah, pretty market out performance from lower quality this year. Um, we've talked a lot about the demand side obviously this month, a couple quick notes on supply. August really did see a burst of supply after lower levels coming in June and July. We had about $38 billion worth of issuance in the month of August. Um, that now brought the year-to-date total about 5% higher uh, than what we thought through this point uh, of 2018. Uh, And munis did lag the Treasury rally throughout the end of August, so munis got cheaper on a relative basis across the curve. Uh, We'd also talked about how we added treasuries at several points during the year due to those exceptionally low ratios, Uh, but ratios increased the most in about five years over a couple week period, uh, up anywhere from 10 to 14 ratios depending uh, on where you're looking at the curve. So certainly that elevated supply and some of that underperformance helped cheapen munis up versus treasuries at the end of August.
1: And one thing that we have talked to, talked about in the past is crossing over into taxable securities based on that ratio, uh, the yield ratio. So naturally, if municipals have gotten cheaper, it's a little less attractive right now to buy treasuries or taxable municipal bonds and portfolios.
0: That's right. Uh, thanks for listening. And we hope that you found that interesting and helpful. Please feel free to reach out to us at cr at com with any questions or comments.